welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you today. As a reminder, you can watch this show along with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We release two shows a week on Tuesdays and Fridays on YouTube, and you can also listen to them here on the podcast. As a reminder, we now have our Patreon live, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. You get the weekly after show, a lot of fun there. You can watch it or listen to it as a podcast as well. Hope to see you over there, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. If you like the show, consider leaving a five-star review in your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It helps us out a lot. And for all of our Vegas content, that's posts, podcasts, and videos, head to mtmvegas.com. Thanks for listening. Let's hit it. So, Mark, did you see that Barry Manilow mural going up on the side of Westgate? We covered, what, a week or two ago that Luxor was putting in the giant Dorito and Westgate matched with something kind of classy for their headliner, Barry Manilow. I mean, it's something. (laughs) I don't know what's with painting, you know, big things on the side of buildings, but at least it ties in versus just a money grab with Doritos. At least it's something they're promoting something that they have inside. We've talked about them having the cool suites and everything. So it's good to see them continue to update and revive this property that is kind of overlooked and nobody really ever talks about. So cool to see. And it should draw people's eyes as they're, you know, riding the tram or whatever they're doing uh, in and around Vegas. Missed opportunity, though. Which snack brand should they have partnered with to gussy up the side of the building? I don't know. Chili cheese Fritos? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mark, the Golden Gate has reopened. The oldest hotel in Las Vegas closed for five days for renovations. Makes sense. Sometimes buildings need to go down. And they came back with their annual celebration of the Santa's Little Helpers. Now, this is a very interesting contest. Very old school Las Vegas, maybe where you have a group of ladies dressing up like Santa and they're trying to get all the tokens from customers. People, the more they gamble, they get tokens to give to them. And whichever contestant has the most tokens at the end of the night wins a cash prize. Seems like a great time. Yeah, I I would say maybe Mrs. Claus, not (laughs) Santa. So it's such a crazy contest. You know, this feels like a 90s Vegas uh, type of contest where just girls wearing little dresses. I don't know what we can say here and not get in trouble. So I'm going to say congrats to the winners. But it, it seems like the players win tokens and then give them to whoever they, you know, like the best or whoever flirts with them the most. I don't know how it works. Probably one of the better places to gamble if you're into all that. Uh, for I'm going to say I wouldn't go because my, my my wife might watch this, but I think it'd be a, a good time. And it seems like everybody had fun. And, you know, I think three or four girls won. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, the fun part about it was that anybody who dressed up in holiday gear for the reopening, I think it was from 6 to 8 p.m. in the Prohibition Bar, they got free drinks. So this was a great little holiday party that they did. But Golden Gate now reopened. Hopefully it got some love. I don't know what you can do in five days to kind of overhaul a property. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what you do in five days. I mean, it doesn't look like new carpet. You could go in in five days. I don't know, just cleaning a deep clean, uh, updating, maybe painting some areas, touch up, doing all the maintenance that gets overlooked throughout the year. Hopefully they did that to the rooms. I'm sure they get pretty beat up and maybe, you know, steam some stuff, <laughs> some furniture, bring out the black lights and, and see what you find and, and go from there. I don't know. I feel like I'd want to keep the token and not give it to any girls and, and just take it as a keepsake. I feel like you'd just be stalking Derek Stevens the whole time, trying to chat him up so you wouldn't... Uh... Wouldn't be participating at all. I wouldn't even look. (laughs) So speaking of hotels that maybe need a renovation, I don't know. Tropicana 
is back in the news. There was a picture that showed that they have shut off the bungalows. And those are the oldest hotel rooms on the Strip. And I had planned to stay there before they closed. So I did check their website and you can still see the bungalows on their website. But it looks like the whole section of the property is closed. So hopefully they're not gone for good. But if you do get a chance to stay at one, do it again because... Yeah, they're going away and maybe gone forever, the oldest hotel rooms on the Strip. Yeah, that'd be pretty lame if they just shut them down and didn't say anything. Like, you think you'd want it just from a marketing push to make money. you think you'd be like, hey, we're closing the bungalows on this date. Stay in the oldest room in Vegas one last time. You know, if they don't do that, then somebody who works there should be fired. It's pretty stupid. But I, I feel like a lot of people would want to do that. History buffs, people that love the property. So hopefully they open them back up. I mean, you could probably charge double what you normally charge if you do it that way and you market it that way, I think. It'd be foolish not to. So hopefully it's just closed for whatever reason, maybe a pipe burst or something. It's Vegas, you know, there's got to be a leak somewhere. Yeah, there probably isn't a lot of maintenance going on in the building either, as they know it's going to get torn down. One other interesting thing surfaced uh, that got deleted was this video on YouTube that surfaced of their renovated rooms. Apparently before all of the stadium stuff, Tropicana had some mocked up renovated rooms for the towers. I got to see them. They looked basically like a modern iteration of them. The video was taken down before I was able to save it, so I can't share it. And I don't have a greatest memory of what was on it, uh, but you know, it wasn't life-changing or anything. But it was a different direction and alternate reality, I suppose, of what could have been. I'm sure there's some people that wish that would have been, but it, I think the outside is really what desperately needs attention. Just looking at some of the windows from the outside and, and the facade, it just it's so beat up and... I don't know that they would have ever been able to put enough money to make a dent in that and, and ma- have it make financial sense with the way the property is now. But hopefully something cool comes. I feel like it's still going to be years and years. The the A's are going to take their time building this thing. And who knows what's going to come of it on the, the Bally side of things, the ownership side, what they put there. There's still going to be a lot of fighting and, and all that stuff and regulations and inspections. So just closing down the rooms this early would be kind of weird, I think. Agreed. So we'll keep an eye on it. But uh, long live the bungalow rooms. They used to be a staple at every casino you know, in Las Vegas. And these are really the last ones left. So, well, I guess there are a few at other places. I guess San Remo. Yeah. (laughs) See, I said San Remo. I went OG on you uh, with the the bungalows there. So New Year's Eve apparently is going to be one of those dates that people want to get married because it's one, two, three, one, two, three. And people seem to love those dates apparently in Las Vegas. So they are expecting an uptick in New Year's Eve weddings. Usually there's like four or 500 people that get married on New Year's Eve. So we'll see what happens. A fun fact in this article, they said the single most busy day for marriages was July 7th, 2007. So 777 at 4,492 couples. I guess it makes perfect sense, 777. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to remember your date then at least. (laughs) You know, it's good for all the guys out there or, you know, or women that have bad memories. (laughs) At least you'd be, you know, 777 that's when we got married but i don't know do you want to get married with you know 5000 other people on the same day at the same time i can't even imagine what those wedding chapels are like just lines out the door quickly going through them drive throughs all that stuff it'd be kind of crazy that's all part of the vegas experience that's what you come here for you know to to have that shared experience to come back on your 10th anniversary how many people do you think come back on like notable anniversaries and celebrate and then they find other people who are married the same weekend in vegas i don't know how many make it 10 years not so many these dates <laughs> true very true we wish everybody the best what is it one two three one two three people must just really like look at the calendar to try to find dates because i remember when we had those like seven 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 eight 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 for a while we had in the early aughts we had those all the time and then they said they would run out but it seems like we never run out of them there's always more to find 
Yeah, I mean, people that like doing stuff like that, it's something, you know, a bit off the wall, a, a bit niche, you know, have a little fun with it. It's good to see another one come back and who knows how long. I'm not going to sit and figure it out on a calendar. I tried to do it, but we edited it out and it was pretty rough. All right, so let's talk about something that's not rough and that's winning a million dollars. A YouTuber did it, uh, Raja from the Big Jackpot. That's one of the bigger slot channels. I think he has almost 500,000 subscribers. So this guy does big bets. You know, it's a big channel and he was betting $250 a spin on, I think, Dragon Link. And he hit all of the uh, coins in the bonus, got the grand jackpot over a million dollars. The cool thing is that you can see this whole jackpot on YouTube. So I'll link to his video in the description. It's not every day you get to see the full video of a million dollar win. Yeah. And it's really cool that he was live streaming it. So it looks like quite a few viewers came out and were watching just like before they knew there was a jackpot and were there to celebrate it with them so i can't imagine ever doing a 250 dollars slot pull it just seems crazy to me that so much money on, on one spin of the wheels that's just so random like 250 on craps or blackjack where you have a little bit of say in how things go i know it's still uh, it's some chance and in, variance in there but just pulling that one time but i guess if you're a big uh, youtube slot channel you got to go big or go home right welcome to the world of youtube slots uh you know this is pretty par for the course on these big channels and i think he was doing 50 dollars bets at some points during the video a hundred dollar bets then up to 250 and uh, like i said i think the most exciting part is that you get to actually see it thanks to social media thanks to him filming it and we get to share in that million dollar jackpot it's crazy you know these are very rare they're a wide area progressive you know you get very close all the time but you never get them and i don't care honestly $250 bet, you win a million dollars. It's still a great, great win. So good thing that he was doing the bet you need to do to trigger it. And, uh, you know, as we've talked in the past, you got to sit there and wait for the, uh, the, the company to come in since it's, you know, paid for by the machine instead of by the actual property. So that's kind of a unique thing. And then you got to worry about the whole tipping thing. And, you know, we we're talking before the show, I'm like, do you give the followers like each a hundred bucks that were standing there as uh, good luck charms or take them out to dinner or, or what do you do? What would you do? I don't know. I think that uh, it depends on like how close he is. There was a lot of people there. So I guess it could get pretty uncomfortable pretty quickly. I don't know. He seemed to handle it well. These slot channels seem to do a great job of the community aspect of slots, which you don't always see, but there's these crowds and people cheering. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't think he owed anybody anything other than obvious tip the employees. And we've talked about this before, like tip the employees, but this is coming from the outside company. So what do you tip? You know, who do you tip the slot thing, the whole thing going on? But I think I'd be, you know me, if it's a party atmosphere and I just want a million bucks, Heck yeah, I'm going out to dinner. I'm going to blow 15, 20 grand on anybody that's there. Let's go have uh, pop some bottles and have some dinner. Have a good old time. Uh, I think that would just be how the night gets started. You're going to have some fun with that money. How much in comps do you think these slot channels have when they're gambling these levels of money? I mean, the comp levels have to be just insane and pretty much unlimited points and whatever they want. So you could even do it that way where you just, you know, cash out your comps or whatever. And I, I hope there's some, I mean, I don't really watch the slot channels, but I hope there's some people out there that show that, like show their win and loss. I know Josh and Rachel do that. They show their wins and losses at the end of the year, but I hope some of the bigger ones do that and then show maybe what the comps they've earned and, and include all that and, and free. Now, that's such the interesting stuff to me is to see the breakdown of all the numbers, but I know that's time consuming to calculate. Yeah. And some of the bigger channels have relationships with the casinos. So there's, you know, other stuff. I don't know. So not all of them do. Hopefully the ones that do disclose it, but there's other business relationships that happen on the marketing side of all this. So it's yeah, quite an interesting thing, but congratulations to him on winning a million dollars. That's not fake. They don't give slot channels, fake jackpots. I can tell you that for sure. So he won that and congratulations 
to him. We may finally be getting that Resorts World pedestrian bridge, although I don't think it's the one that I wanted. I thought that they could come up with a pedestrian bridge that linked Resorts World, Fountain Blue, and maybe even Circus Circus in some way, but Resorts World is moving forward with plans with the county to build a pedestrian bridge right across Las Vegas Boulevard, basically at their main entrance at Convention Center Drive. This is closer to Wynn and Encore. It's needed because it takes forever for those lights to change, and you don't need that many pedestrians crossing Las Vegas Boulevard. Yeah, as the area gets you know built up down there and busier, they definitely need it. Probably need a couple of them. It's kind of nerve-wracking crossing Las Vegas Boulevard and doing all that you know, just on the regular street when you're so used to these pedestrian bridges. Should help with traffic, should help with safety, especially like late into the night when they've been drinking and you know maybe they're stumbling over, they want to go grab some tacos or they want to go check out win encore all that stuff and this gets them out of the line of fire uh, essentially so i think that this probably should have been done earlier we've talked about like the bridge between valleys and paris like that should have been the first step of this whole process i feel like they should have built these pedestrian bridges as resorts world was going up have it ready to go but hey you know things move slowly and if you remember last year or maybe a year and a half ago we talked about the proposed bridge at Sahara, that circular bridge that's going to connect all four corners with a big circle over it. That we haven't heard anything else about since they announced it. So that's something that's supposed to be coming too. And as you said, definitely needed in both these spots. The more bridges, the better. Get the pedestrians off the street. It's always safer for everybody, better for traffic. And uh, good to see them moving forward. I think it's always just a matter of money, Mark. Who's going to pay for it? They got to negotiate the private versus the public and all that stuff. Casinos should really chip in and, and build these things because it only helps them get traffic to their doorstep. It helps keep their customers safe. So I feel like it is something that they should chip in and, and build themselves. I feel like I'd want to build it. You know, like let's get these people over here. Let's get them moving back and forth and all that stuff. Like it only benefits me. So Mark, I wanted to talk at the end. I had this thought this week. Fountain Blue just opened in December. MGM Grand just celebrated its 30th anniversary. And there's been a lot of casinos on the Strip that open in December or right around this time of year because it's usually a slower time, I suppose. But you wouldn't think you'd have so many new properties coming online right around the holidays, but they had. So I went back and sort of looked at the list of December-ish birthdays on the Strip and kind of thought it would be interesting to go over the list. Yeah, it is kind of unique. You think you'd want to open with a bang, but it does make sense. Slower period, work through your growing pains, you know, help with service help with training, all that stuff. So December makes a lot of sense. I think, didn't Circa open? Was it late November or was it early December? I think it was December sometime. I just went into the strip ones. There are other ones uh, that have opened in December. So uh, let's start with uh, Flamingo was the first one, December 26th, the day after Christmas, 1946. And then the next one, Horseshoe, uh, your beloved Bally's slash the old MGM Grand, December 5th, 1973. And then Mirage, no, November 22nd, I'll consider that December, 1989. And then MGM Grand, we'll stop there for now, 30 years ago, December 18th, 1993. But that was the old days. It seems like after that, we supercharged December and there were a ton of openings that we'll talk about in a second. Yeah, I'm surprised, you know, Flamingo, Flamingo doesn't feel like it's that old like that that you know you hear 40s that's kind of crazy with how the property looks I mean it's it's a little bit worn but it's still you know fun place and and decent vibes and all that and you just don't think that okay 40s and then the day after Christmas that's kind of crazy too getting people hey you had fun with your family now let's get to work that's the mob for you uh, but as you know Mark we've talked about it before there is not a part of the flamingo <laughs> that dates back to the 1940s unfortunately I think the oldest building is from the 70s so it's more of that Bally's Horseshoe era uh, property, even though it dates back yeah. before that because they took out all the bungalows, the original casino, uh, everything else. Uh, but yeah, MGM Grand, that was a huge opening in 1993. We talked about Barbara Streisand 
was the headliner for New Year's Eve. And you had the MGM Grand Adventures theme park. That same year, just a couple months earlier, you had Luxor and Treasure Island open. So MGM Grand's opening, I think, was truly kind of spectacular because it was full family-friendly Vegas coming at you in the 90s. And all at once, three big casinos opening within just a few months, including this massive theme park at MGM Grand. Yeah, and they all were kind of the heyday of theming and, you know, over the top and and just drawing people in. And that's something we've talked about lots of shows where we feel like they're missing now. Everybody's, you know, Cosmo and Aria did really good at launch, kind of breaking away from that mold. And, and so everybody jumped on that train for the next, you know, decade or two and it just wants to stick with that. And we're getting more and more away from theming. So, you know, back to the heyday of, of what we missed. So now maybe it'll transition to something like that. I don't know. I think you can keep the rooms modern and the property uh, themed. I think that's the way to go. That's the good mixture. So hopefully we see a bit of that. But yeah, the 90s, man, family time. Yeah, and that continued with New York, New York opening January 3rd, 1997. So just a little bit into January. And then you had Palazzo, Encore, City Center, Cosmo, and now Fountain Blue all open in December over the last... 15 years. And then if you go outside of that, you look at like October-ish, you see a ton more properties uh, that have opened in the last few months of the year. So it just seems to be that's the time of year that they want to open Vegas casinos. December is a big month for casino openings in Vegas. You know who didn't do it then? No, who? Virgin. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. They didn't and they are (laughs) suffering for it as we talked about on the uh, last show. So let us know what you guys think about anything we talked about. December, casino birthdays, are any of those your favorites? Do you like coming here in the slower time of the winter? Barry Manilow on the side of Westgate, getting married on New Year's Eve. Everything we talked about, hit us up in the comments. We do two shows a week, Tuesdays and Fridays, and we'll be back in a couple days with another show. I hope my voice will be better by then. Thanks for dealing with that, and I hope you had a great Christmas and have a great holiday week here. Thanks for watching. Talk to you next time. Have a good week, everybody. See you on Friday. Yeah, or you could just do like succession, like, well, one, two, two, four. No, that won't work. It's going to be the same for a while. That's like, you're going to have to cut all that out. This is just stupid. <laughs> uh.